Hello, everyone. I'm Contessa of Wrestling.com. I'm joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE Monday Night Raw. John, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. Surprisingly, it was a, a pretty decent episode tonight, so it's better than what we've seen in recent weeks. I couldn't agree more. Obviously, we will talk all about it before we do. Just want to remind you all of this show. Like everything we do here at Wrestlezone is available on any number of streaming platforms or at SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, our podcast, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So leave the like and subscribe. Now, John, I got a bit, I feel a little refreshed tonight. I don't know. I guess, you know, last week we were feeling pretty rough. Friday night we were feeling pretty rough because all the all the releases and everything. But now, good episode of Monday Night Raw. I feel a little better. You know, things seem a little a little brighter, a little more the grass is greener on the other side of some of these things we've been dealing with recently. But I I, I enjoyed tonight's show, especially if you consider some of the, you know, just the pandemic era raw that we've seen for months now. This was definitely a step in the right direction. I think that was the theme of the night. Uh, and we might as well just kind of dig into the main the main story here, the big thing, uh, as Ricky Zaldivar, the comments saying, RK Bro is dead. I mean, Randy Orton was back on Monday Night Raw tonight for the first time in several weeks. Uh, he was gone for a while. Still don't really know why. Uh, and that might just, it might have been a, a scheduled, I think, John, you, you said last week, sabbatical, essentially. Yeah, uh, so, seven weeks. Yeah, so, long time. And uh, I, I hadn't realized how much I missed him. Um, but I missed him. The, the show, I, I, I realized it's better with him, uh, especially with what, where they seem to be going or had seemed to be going with RK Bro. Uh, whatever that may have been, I I wonder if that's where that the plan was, or I don't. They, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I don't really know. Nesker saying what was on vacation. I mean, well deserved, obviously, as a veteran, he deserves it. Um, but yes, he was back on the show. He came out to start the show, basically saying like, he's back. Riddle comes out and says he miss, he miss, he misses Buddy, and he wanted to reunite RK Bro, and Orton was not interested. He turned him down, and then AJ Styles almost came out to set it up. Uh, the main event for Orton and AJ Styles and everyone else main every match and uh, Orton won it was really helped him out a little bit and then they had a, a nice you know kind of climactic reunion they hugged it was great the crowd was going absolutely bonkers and then Orton RK bro riddle but Nushkar is saying that she doesn't think RK bro is over and uh, JJ uh, Albi no, sorry if I'm not, not pronouncing that right saying RK bro is not even close to being dead John break it all down what do you think about Randy Orton being back what do you think all this means so I don't know what people were expecting. It sounds like people were expecting like Orton to be on board with this. I wasn't, were you? Like, I don't know. I guess I wasn't expecting this. You know, when we last saw him, he and Riddle were, were a thing. They were a team. And it felt pretty clear, even if there was a kind of a, you know, an, an oddball team, a, a reluctant team, it wasn't necessarily, uh, it wasn't this. I think that's fair to say. Well, I do think they were throwing a curveball because I thought if they were going to have a SummerSlam tag match, we would have gotten more build to that tonight. You only have one week to build this match now if you're going to do it, so I don't see it happening, unfortunately. But Orton has to be on SummerSlam in some capacity, would think. So do they do, like, a Randy Orton versus a Riddle match somehow? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, we've seen matches before, like, say Orton could face Riddle, and, like, it's like... If Riddle wins, then they have to be a team. Like something like that has happened in the past. Where do you see this going next weekend? I think I would agree that it, it would feel pretty odd to go from what the this you know closing angle of Orton Arkeling Riddle to the the SummerSlam match that you and I have been talking about for months now. That that we had kind of thought this was the direction. Um, 
Sona, I like the idea of do maybe a singles match. I think that'd be fun. Although the kind of at the same time, in a way, I guess because of Orton's vacation hiatus, whatever you want to say, that I I'd, I would have wanted that to be, have a more kind of prolonged build up, and they and it and it has. But having that kind of as you said, seven seven week uh, gap there, you know, that is not ideal. Um, so maybe maybe a singles match is the best they could do at this point, and then depending what they want to do, you know, maybe they do a tag title match at whatever the next pay-per-view is, or, um, or maybe we don't get our cable. Maybe, maybe this is where we're going. Uh, again, we got several comments saying that not necessarily thinking our cable is over. Uh, some comments saying, uh, predicting our cable or not sure predicting our cable will get the titles at some point. Um, we've seen them do things before where they've released merchandise for teams that haven't lasted very long. If you remember the Y2 AJ stuff, Right. They only lasted like a month, and they had a shirt too. So, like, I could see it being done. I just don't think it is. Yeah, and I mean, they do have some options, albeit not necessarily ideal. Stephen Chambers saying they could do a rematch of Viking Raiders versus, versus Stelzen almost. I don't think that'd be great, but it could be a good pre-show match. You've got uh, Mansoor and Mustafa Ali, although they, they've been kind of on a losing streak here against Mason T-Bar, of all people. Um so I don't know. I, I guess I, I would be, ironically, maybe a little surprised if we did see uh, RK Bro challenger titles at SummerSlam here. Um, but no, I, I like the idea of you know the you know as you said putting the putting the ability to team up as the match stipulation there. Um, but I don't know. Some other comments saying you know maybe put put Orton in the in the world title scene. We and I have been talking about kind of in a post SummerSlam landscape. Where do where does Bobby Lashley go? Assuming he beats Goldberg, and I think. Uh, Randy Orton would make a lot of sense, so maybe that's that's one option they could do. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they have options. I think that uh, it's not one of those necessarily like kind of a win-win scenario. I think you know, there's, I don't know, it's it's a, it's a weird like. I guess I, I've got to accept this is where we are. I still kind of wish we'd gotten that. You know, it's okay. unpredictable, really. Yeah, and that's a good thing, right? I mean, for our too often we're sitting here for Ross saying, "Oh, you know, th- we know this is going to happen," and that's true for several things we've we've seen tonight. Um, that was, I should say, we saw it tonight on Raw. You know, you think about obviously Bobby Lashley Goldberg. Um, to me, I feel and just kind of throughout the show a bunch of things you can kind of predict. This is not one of them. So I do like that that uh, you know that that air of just unpredictability and, and it keeps you guessing. I thought this is, I mean, regardless of what they do, I think this is, this is one of the best things they're doing on raw right now, just for going from, you know, the team to now words back and, and you have the, the will they or won't they, and they they really built up nicely up the night. They had this kind of fun, like best friends video package kind of thing, uh, hyping up the main event. And I've, I've talked about it before. I, I really like when I do these kind of branching storylines of like, you know, segment one, and then maybe something throughout the night and another thing. And then the main event, I, I always like that. So, uh, I thought this was good, and I, I think it's because this is the highlight of the show. So, kind of hard to call where it's going next. SummerSlam is one week from Saturday, so actually, no, right? Yeah, no, that, yeah, yeah, I, I lost track of time there. Um, 12 days, okay, time flies. Uh, yeah, so they still have a little time, uh, they do have next week, so um. We'll wait and see. I, 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 like I said, I think they've got a couple of good options on the table, but um, it is SummerSlam, and, and you, you do know that they probably want to do something pretty big there. Now, we're talking about RK Bro being dead or, or not dead. Something else that is uh, apparently dead, 
Elias, not in a, in a literal sense, but we got an unexpected vignette on Raw tonight. Uh, very brief with Elias coming out. And, uh, it was a, vi- a little video segment. Uh, he, there was a fire. Elias uh, was kind of looking back on all the times his guitar has come back to bite him. People hit him with the guitar and stuff. We haven't seen Elias since the first Raw Back with Life fans back in July. Uh, he lost to Jackson Wiker in a Symphia Destruction match and in, the, in this little vignette. Basically, he said, WWE used to stand for a walk with Elias, but Elias is dead through the guitar in the fire. So Elias, pretty clearly going to go through some pretty major change here, John. Yeah, this is uh, very interesting because he's been losing a lot. <laughs> yeah. So now he's going away, but to do what? I mean, I, I'm not sure what. We haven't really seen him do anything else before. I mean, I, I, at least in a vague sense, uh, it would seem to suggest he's kind of dropping the musical stick, even though that is his his thing. So kind of, I feel like we are going to get a start. Maybe he'll larger. just be the drifter again without the I guitar. thought of that, yeah. You know, and I couldn't help, even just kind of the look. And that's what DJ Cassidy is saying. Go back to the drifters, NXT kind of uh, gimmick there. I think that's possible, if not probable. I mean, I don't see why not. I don't know. Also, do I mean, it's, I'm curious. I always like this kind of, you know, vignette-based things where it's just kind of like, man, I feel we, this isn't a one-off. I might see a little elaboration next week. Kind of, this, is, this is very, very vague, so we're just kind of shooting in the dark here. But uh, Michael Kent saying Elias could come back with a darker gimmick, whatever that might be, maybe a dark twist on the uh, on the Drifter gimmick. Luke Goddard is saying he'll turn into a singer instead of a guitar player. I mean, this, this seems kind of like totally... Uh, Throwing, throwing the musical stuff out. Like he, he was, you know, he's a the, pretty good singer, man. His album was dope. It was, it was good. I, I like that <laughs> theme song. I, I was disappointed when, when they uh, gave him a new one. Ironically, that was not too long before he disappeared for a couple of weeks. So, um, see, I hope I, uh, Steve Chambers, I hope nice thing. I, he thinks uh, we're going to get another Elias Riker match. Well, we haven't seen Jackson Riker in a couple of weeks. Have we? Not that I can recall. Um, which is interesting, you know, because for quite a while there, they were really trying to kind of position him as a big star, or at least in the mid card. I, he tweeted he wanted to win the U.S. title. Not to say that it might not, not to say he, he could very well pop up next week. I just don't know. Um, but for Elias here, I mean, I don't, maybe, I mean, anything's possible. Uh, friends from Nando saying Elias was doing good when he was a face, you know, sing along with the crowd, uh, turn him heel again. And it just, kind of was that, that that did him in and i would agree i think he he was working pretty darn well as a face uh months ago and they turned they did turn him heel and I, I thought that may have been a little regrettable and he's flip-flopped a little too far a little too often um and i could say that any, any number of people but um i think this would be good for him i mean fresh coat of paint whether it's a this this seems to suggest like a dark turn like some someone the comments said this this does not seem like a a face turn i think that's possible but this does seem like maybe some some little a little darker, a little different for Elias here. So I think that'll be good. Um, just kind of, you know, give him a fresh start, whatever that might look like. Um, but now, yeah, well, what happens with that. Uh, but yeah, another big thing that we saw tonight was uh, Dewdrop versus Alexa Bliss. And I can't help but thinking that uh, Alexa Bliss versus Eve Marie is potentially something we could see at SummerSlam. And that is a very interesting clash of personalities to me. I mean, it's two of the most distinct uh you know, gimmicks or, or your characters, I'll say, on Raw. 
uh, in very different ways, of course, you know, for the evolution and, and Alexa bliss and uh, Lily, obviously Lily cost do drop the match here, which was interesting. And losing to a doll, not a great look, but it's good for bliss to pick up a win. But the big thing that a lot of people were uh, kind of honing in on was uh, the, we want Wyatt chance. And I feel like, unfortunately that's probably not going to go away anytime soon. As long as she has this character, right? John? Give her a break. It's her birthday, man. I know it's terrible. You know, uh, that, that, it's, it's disappointing and it's, you know, you, it, it's not good to see kind of the performer being punished for the company's decisions or actions here and not punished, but like, you know, I, you can kind of imagine, especially on her birthday, you know, probably, probably doesn't feel very good where the, the fans are chanting for someone who's not, not even with the company anymore. You know, that's a little disappointing, but uh, you know, Lily's back, you know, she was gone for a while, but Lily's back even with the live fans here. So, uh, they, and they're, they're still doing wacky stuff. She winked, they cut, they did the camera cut and she winked. So she's, she's alive and well, um, not sure what, what to expect with that. If they do go through with bliss and Marie for SummerSlam, do you think bliss could win and potentially move on to the, the title picture? That's kind of what I would think. Yeah, but I don't think this is going to be a match. Um, at SummerSlam anyway, I think this will be like on raw. This seems like the perfect thing for extreme rules next okay. month. And why is that? Because of that like creepy, yeah, that gimmicky yeah. thing they did with the horror show last year. This just fits that. Yeah, and maybe, so maybe it's not the best fit for uh, for SummerSlam, but yeah, who knows? I mean, they're clearly kind of they 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 seem to like what they've got with Lily. So maybe they do want to give her some kind of spot on SummerSlam. Although I, I think I might agree that uh, might be a little better fit on a pay-per-view like Extreme Rules or, or the one after that. Who even knows? Uh, the, another big surprise we got tonight was Baron Corbin being on Monday Night Raw, uh, courtesy of the Brand Brand Invitational. I will say I liked how they explained this. Basically, we, we know that Baron Corbin's fallen very hard times. His, his life is miserable over on SmackDown, and he said that Jinder Mahal kind of recruited him almost like a mercenary to kind of try and take out Drew McIntyre. Uh, these guys have a lot of history. That's a match we've seen a lot. Uh, but for me, that wasn't a bad thing. I mean, they're, they're good together. It's, you know, most kind of repetitive matches, but I liked it. Um, and again, more, the more brand, so. The brand invitational, man. Yeah. And <laughs> that's the kind of, that's one of the things that they, they seem like they don't, they only use it once convenient, you know, and I, although they, they supposedly only are able to use it four times a year. But I thought I I, th I just like that 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 reasoning the logical you know motive for having this match King Corbin or Baron Corbin wanting to have you know one last chance to really you know get get a win to get back on the the winning ways here um, so I, I like that McIntyre won uh, a little creative we hear at the end where uh, Corbin like begged for begged for mercy begged for money and uh, McIntyre did kind of a, a modified Claymore three two one count with the money he'd be willing to give or not willing to give Corbin it was fun it was fine. Um, I'm still liking this this King Cor uh, Baron Corbin stuff. And it was fun to kind of have a crossover draw a little bit, obviously as a, as a one off here. Um, but what I mean, I've we're doing this is the Raw show, but because he's on the show, it's worth asking, John. What, what do you think about this this stuff of uh, Baron Corbin? What, what where he could, he could be going next? I think he needs to take a couple weeks off and then kind of just come back, like even in worse shape than before. Let his beard grow out. Let his hair come out. And just look all scruffy, and I mean, this has to lead to a face turn. But how you get to that point, that's way beyond me. I have no idea. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they can get to that point. 
That's something Robert and I talked about on the SmackDown show. It's like the, they have that the the news about the trademark for Happy Corbin. Supposedly, you would think that might be where they're going. And then I don't know how we get from point A to point B. DJ Cassier wondering about potentially appearing of Baron Corbin and Elias. I mean, I think I would I would agree that we're probably somehow heading toward a face Baron Corbin. And was, was what we were talking about earlier, I, I, I see Elias going down a, a darker path. So I'm not quite sure about that. Um, you know, I, I think they, that... There are worse things to do than then pair two talented performers, but I feel like they are kind of heading in different directions here. But Gavin Coombs saying, you know, maybe the Helix idea of them as a tag team, maybe like a Cowboys kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think they're very much on uh, two distinct paths like that. Um, seems like wondering about moving uh, Corbin to Rob, maybe in the draft. I mean, he's the kind of guy that could, that could, do just fine on either brand. He has been on SmackDown for quite a while, and he has kind of bounced back and forth between Raw and SmackDown a couple of times with the brand of brand stuff. He, he was on Raw earlier this year as an a honorary member of the Hurt Business with Bobby Lashley for a little bit. I think that was like two weeks, but um, I mean, I, I, just in general, of course, we, we can hope for the draft to kind of shake things up, but you know, that, that's still what, at least what, I think it's about two months away at this point. Um, so we got we got to stay in the here and now. Um, but I mean, overall, he just wanted to say, get in the general for a second. Like, I thought the match was really good tonight. I thought the promo was really good tonight. We saw, and granted, there was nothing groundbreaking. We've seen McIntyre and Corbin a lot. Uh, we got a match with Damon Priest and John Morrison. We've seen that a lot recently. I thought it was a good match, but and that led to Damon Priest challenging Sheamus officially for the U.S. title at SummerSlam, and Sheamus accepted. So, John, now the match is official. What do you, what do you say? It's fair to expect uh, Priest to win at SummerSlam. Absolutely. I would be surprised if it went otherwise. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the situations that feels like the writing's on the wall. Um, you know, he's, and yeah, he was gone for a while from, for injuries and now he's back. So it feels like that's definitely, uh, one good way to, you know, kind of elevate a, a, a newer star on raw and Nesker agreeing that priest should beat Seamus. The real said, question is how did the Miz run away? <laughs> that was one of the best moments. So we had, um, that was there. I uh, was Priest versus Morrison. Miz, of course, the ringside. America's Moist wanted uh, Miz in the wheelchair. He's got the drip stick. Good match from Priest and Morrison. And then, you know, near the end, Miz uh, was distracting Priest. They had the drip stick, and uh, Priest came over and confronted Miz. And Miz stood up and ran away. The guy with the you know, supposed torn ACL, I guess it's healed. I mean, that was it's just been there. five months, though. Wow. Time really does fly, huh? I mean, that was back at WrestleMania Backlash show. I guess yeah. I, clearly, we, we saw him run. You can't you can't fake that. So I, I guess Miz is healed. Uh, Castier saying yes, so that is good as new. Um, so yeah, I, I guess the question really is now: uh, Where do you see Miz and I guess potentially Morrison going from from this? Now that Miz is cleared, I still want to see these two break up. Uh, have we got confirmation that he's clear? Not confirmation, but. He ran, man. He he was booking it so, up the ramp. They need to break up, I think, at some point. But what they got going on, I guess they think is entertaining. So I don't have any other plans for them besides them breaking up. Yeah, I I would agree. It's weird that um, it's just weird to me that like I've I thought for months that Miz and Morrison. The, the the same way they did years ago. You have Morrison turn face and kind of do something like that. 
But here we are. Uh, I think it was an interview with Frankie Monet where she was apparently saying that John Morrison has he's had this Johnny Drifted character in the works for like two years, at least two years now. This is something that he's like very passionate about. He's enjoying a lot. Uh, so it's not it may not even be like the company or just on the company. He might be the kind of thing where John Morrison really wants to like roll with it. So, um, you know, I. It's weird because uh, to me that is a very distinctly like heel character. He's it's very obnoxious. He, he's you know uh, working moist and wet and and splash and whatever in every sentence. Uh, I think that there's a lot of money on the table to be to be had with a Miz and Morrison feud. But like we're saying about King, uh, Baron Corbin, I don't know how we get there um, because neither guy really feels like a clear face or even like near face right now rk bros can't that's very different like you could be very clearly turn uh orton face or even i guess potentially riddle heel but here it's like they're both pretty clearly heels um so I'd, I'd like to see them feud but i just don't know how we get to that point here so uh i think that's something that that's one of the best things we could kind of hope for on raw because there's they're two great, very talented stars i'd like to see that uh that's something that i think it's over, long overdue at this point so i do hope we get to see that at some point soon um did you just say one if we could see Morrison Tarn is anyway? I mean, it's possible. Maybe maybe Miz was hiding the fact that he's cleared, something like that. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I I'd like to see it. I, I think that's that'd be one. But we've talked we've talked about it before. That's one way to kind of potentially kind of elevate Morrison and then maybe have him potentially even challenge for the WWE title. I think that's something that, that we could see uh, in not too, in the not too distant future if they play the cards right. So, I mean, I. But yeah, that was definitely one of the bigger surprises we saw tonight. And another big program, of course, is the Raw Women's Title Triple uh, Triple Threat Match for SummerSlam. It's Nikki A.S.H., Charlotte Flair, Ray Ripley. I liked that we got a promo from Ripley. Again, the promos were on point tonight. That we got Ripley saying basically uh, that Nikki A.S.H., you know, she doesn't have a, a dark side, that, that she, you need kind of this balance of light and dark for to, for being a champion. And um, makes sense to me. Um, and kind of, kind of like coincided with that, they had a promo with Nikki A.S.H. saying, well, what is she? she? She said something like, you know, my my nightlight is my spirit or something like that. And I was like, oh, man, like, come on. I mean, I don't know. I'm still riding this fine line where this Nikki A.S.H. stuff, it's like I, I'm so I'm rooting for the for the person. And I'm glad that the, the Nikki Cross or Nikki A.S.H., the person is doing well. But I'm still not really on board with uh, with with the character and some of her lines here. Um, and and uh, so another line that Ripley had was saying that you know almost isn't good enough to be a champion. Like, and the whole the whole stick here is that it's almost a superhero. So it's still not quite sitting right with me. Especially now she is the champion. You know, and I think I, I said this last week. If you're the champion, you know, shouldn't she be a superhero now? Like, I don't <laughs> know. Some some's not quite working for me. I agree with Stephen Chambers that he says that Charlotte should win. I think she should, and I think they're setting her up to win. Uh, who's your favorite right now with this? I mean, we talked about it a little last week, and I guess nothing we saw tonight would really make me think any differently. I, I, I don't think it's Nikki Cro- Nikki A.S.H. Ripley, maybe, but at this point, it could just be Charlotte to kind of you know boost those uh, those championship brain numbers uh, and maybe give her a longer. Rain with the tail this time makes sense to me, you know. Um, and of course, and that's speculation being about Becky Lynch. Supposedly, she's not actually going to come back until the fall. Not speculation means she could be at SummerSlam. I think she could just be backstage. I don't think there's anything really to that. That's just my belief. I don't know anything about that, obviously. But um, I think Charlotte's the most likely. 
by DJ Cassier suggesting that uh, Nikki ASH could win, forcing Charlotte to change brands, maybe do Charlotte uh, versus Bianca Belair over on SmackDown. I think there's something said for that. But yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah. So um, I, I think, think I, that we're going to see a good match, but I think that if Nikki does drop the title, I don't think she'll be involved in the decision. Yeah, yeah, I think that would make sense. And then, because I mean, you said you set up a natural rematch for her, uh, regardless of the draft, potentially moving some one of the three women to another brand. And I, I think that would make a lot of sense as well. Um, something that both did and didn't make sense tonight: Karrion Cross versus the returning Jeff Hardy, the NXT champion, picking up a win here. Um, good match, you know. At least he, I, I was thinking about the match here. At least they're actually getting time. Uh, of course, Hardy beat Cross in his Raw debut. And then Hardy unfortunately tested positive for COVID-19. So uh, he was gone for you know, at least two weeks there. Uh, Cross kind of had a brief little feud with uh, Keith Lee. Not yeah, this, the, this this was not carrying Cross's first win, DJ. You're saying that we saw Cross get his first Raw win. He beat Keith Lee, didn't he, like two weeks yeah. ago? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he beat Jeff Hardy here. And, you know, for me... It's I, I the the kind of general narrative I saw or the consensus I saw on Twitter and my thoughts as well. Why have Cross win here when you know like when he lost Hardy and the, like the, there's some something kind of missing here where you know and part of it's kind of the fancy booking aspect where after he lost the thought was you know you could have uh, Cross kind of on a losing streak and then and then bring Scarlett in and kind of have that boost his confidence. Now Cross has won without Scarlet, and that kind of I don't want to say like the lessons are importance to the character in that sense, but it, I don't know how you kind of I don't know, it feels like a missed opportunity. I would agree with Nesh Kirsten, he needs Scarlet. I tweeted that during the show. He needs Scarlet. Like the, the way they're, pre- they're presenting the character, it's not the same guy that we see on NXT. I'm still not really digging nearly the same way. Um I think I think he'd be much better off with Scar. I don't know why they haven't brought Scar up yet, uh, up to Raw. Uh, but we might as well address this question from from Francesco Nando. How do you save Cross uh, on Raw at this point, John? Even though he's winning, even though he's won two matches now. Uh, well, he won. Yeah, I don't two. think he needs to be saved right now. I think that what needs to happen is they need to keep building him and making him look good. Look, there was an inkling tonight where I thought that maybe Samoa Joe was going to come out and confront him, but then I was like, yeah, that's probably too far-fetched. Yeah, you know, that would have been nice, of course, all the headlines over the, the weekend here uh, with NXT and all, all the all the potential uh, rumblings or some changes there. Uh, I couldn't help but kind of think, yeah, I guess to me, I have that little inkling. We saw uh, T-Bar defeat, I think it was Musaf Ali in a singles match, and of the, the report of the weekend being that, you know, NXT kind of re reprioritizing big guys kind of very much a, a throwback to maybe the way that WWE used to do things and, you know, having um, T-Bar defeat Mustafa Ali. I don't know. I kind of had this, I couldn't help but think of that and wonder like, are we kind of seeing that un- unfold on Raw as well? You know, where you're having big guy, uh, Mason T-Bar, uh, not only in, in, in the singles match, but where they also won last week as well. So, um, Food for thought, you know, something to think about, and yeah, just kind of wondering whether that be, might be a, you know, kind of a whole orga- organizational kind of a reshifting of the the philosophy here. But what what do you think about the what we're seeing with you know Mason Mason T Bar picking up wins here, and also on the flip side, 
uh, Mansoor Mustafa Ali. <laughs> it's it's all confusing, and I have no idea what they think what they think they're doing. Um, maybe they're trying to just lead and continue this Ali Mansoor story. Mace and Tibor are not viable contenders for the tag titles. No, and I would never believe that. No, they they I've said it a couple times not to knock the talents. I think they're both very very talented, uh, but they. They are quite literally. They they look. They're presented. They're presented like the Ascension 2.0. Um, the uh, they had a promo before the match saying like size doesn't matter and or no size does matter. And this promo about like the food chain, all the very very like um, Mad Max cross of the Ascension. Like it's, it's weird, man. I don't know. Um, it, it's just it's weird because I feel like there is definitely this opportunity to to have Monster Mustafa Ali. You know they're, they're gelling as a team, and not to say that it would make sense to have them win every match either. But you know they are not kind of on this losing streak, and I think that they could be you know booked a little stronger because, as we've talked about before, you definitely need to kind of maybe add some depth to the to the tag division there. So uh, hopefully they'll they'll start to get some wins soon. Uh, someone who didn't win tonight, but at least escaped with a title, so I guess that's a moral win. Reginald, who somehow has 33 million, I think it was 33 million likes on TikTok. My gosh, like I think we talked about this last week, but when we know we knew people like we know people love flips, but I didn't know we're gonna 30, keep getting it. Man, that is crazy. We got we got a, just a little brief backstage thing where uh, our truth and and Akira Tazawa tried to do some hijinks and, and trick uh, Reggie for the title, uh, and he was flipping around doing some parkour and he escapes. Um, Basically, the same thing we said last week. If they can figure out ways to you know, keep this fun and have them do flips in like fun, creative ways, I'm fine with it. It's fine. Again, the 33 million likes that speaks for itself. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. It's obviously tailored towards the more acrobatic fans. Yeah, I mean, that's it, right? I mean, you don't even need to like like wrestling to appreciate someone doing cool flips and stuff. Like that's I like, guess that, that is a good way. Uh, just to to kind of you know get some of those non wrestling viewers, casual viewers, and like just see this dude doing flips. You know that's that's pretty easy to see kind of the, the line of thinking there. Uh, however long it might last, I don't know. But some some, some report uh, reports have said that Vince McMahon is pretty high on Reggie. And again, seeing seeing the guy get all these you know social media numbers, it's easy to see why. So you know I I, th- I think it's fun. It's as we said last week, it's something different in the twenty four seven title scene. So I like that. Um, but you know, all, all of a sudden here, just kind of aside from that, in a more general sense, SummerSlam pretty quickly, pretty quickly shaping up to be a pretty good show on paper. We still have, like I said, John, twelve days. But you know, you think about Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. We got we, we got a Bobby Lashley promo, and like Goldberg was not on the show, but based or it was mostly an MVP promo, basically saying you know uh, about getting speared by uh, by Goldberg last week. It was like, hey, you know, tell your son Gage, you know, tell your tell your father, don't come to SummerSlam. He's going to get humiliated. Um, and he was going to get uh, just destroyed, and then Bobby Lashley said at SummerSlam, "You're not, you're not next. You're done." That was a fun closing line. Um, Goldberg is, is advertised to be on the show next week, and that'll be the go home show. So, sure, he'll have another message or another spear for from MVP and or Lashley. So, um, still, I kind of week to week here, I, I still remain hopeful and pretty confident in, in my guess that Lashley's walking out SummerSlam with the title. And we were talking about Randy Orton as a potential contender earlier, but it does beg the question, uh, assuming that Lashley does win, you know, we're sitting here 
thinking, you know, maybe a guy like Damian Priest wins the U.S. title, but uh, yeah, there, there's definitely kind of a, a vacuum at the top, you know, listening Goldberg loses and leaves on SummerSlam, like, who's next? Uh, I could see AJ Styles if they drop the tag titles. Otherwise, uh, I really don't know. This is going to come out of left field, probably. I mean, if, if Jeff Hardy wasn't losing so much, it could be him. He's getting pops. I saw someone uh, someone tweet that basically, like, like kind of like we just said, if they booked Hardy stronger and if they like, you know, set him up for that, uh, that 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 a lot of people wouldn't necessarily complain about giving Jeff Hardy that spot. He, he's popular; people like him. He's a veteran. He's respected. Fair to say, as a future Hall of Famer. So, I think that's that. That could be even even as like a transitional feud. That could be something to, if if he strings together some wins. Uh, Gavin Coombs with some comments predicting Karen Cross. I don't think he's next. I think that's something that if they kind of um, reverse his his fortunes here on Raw and kind of kind of kind of similar. Like if they, if they have him string together some wins, and I think that would take longer. As Hardy does definitely does have a much more of like give a. You know, a long-standing reputation, and he's he's a veteran, all that kind of stuff. Um, Hardy's been a WWE champion before, so he, he, you know, that's a very easy kind of uh, motive to kind of to build that. So um, then, on that along that line, to think of AJ Styles because Sheamus, if Sheamus loses the US title, maybe that's something. We we've seen, of course, Sheamus versus uh, Drew McIntyre in the year. We saw, I think, Bobby Lashley versus Sheamus like maybe once or twice, but not in real in a real feud. So that might be something. Uh, or Stephen Chambers protecting a champion, champion versus champion thing with Damian Priest and Bobby Lashley. I think that's something. And of course, yeah, Mr. Money Bank Biggie as well. Although I think I think he's more of a contender for Roman at this point. Um, but no, you never know. Uh, I think that'd be cool though. I mean, we did we, the New Day was not on the show tonight, so um, it's one thing we, I think we've seen comments about in the past is that maybe bring uh, Biggie over to Raw and reunite the New Day. I think that's definitely something we said for that as well. Yeah, and then for those of you wondering, the dark match after the show is over was John Cena and Damian Priest teaming up to uh, beat Jinder Mahal and Veer. So a little bit of an odd match up there, but that's, that's what they went with for the dark match tonight. Yeah, uh, but, but I think that kind of speaks highly of Damian Priest in terms of how they view him, putting him with John Cena. Um, of course, I think we talked about it last week as well. It's a little weird to have Cena advertised for the show not him on the show. I mean, of course, you, you advertise him for the for the fans that are there. And if you're advertising, you can't like. I don't feel like you, you can just advertise him for the show. Like, it just I, doesn't I, make sense for me to put him on Raw, though. No, I, I agree. You know, he's on SmackDown, Street of Roman. Like, you know, he's not going to be doing anything on Raw, but still, there's you still can't feel like help but feel a, a little like a little twinge of disappointment. Like, you know, he's he's there. Like, he use him. Have him do something. We we saw the first the first thing he was back. He had that little bro off of Riddle. I feel like they, even if it's just inconsequential, have him do something. I don't, I don't know. You know. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I just think that with a week to SummerSlam, they really want to get these feuds dialed in. Yeah, and I was beginning to say a minute ago. I feel like we are. I still like the only thing that I'm pretty unsure about at this point is RK Bro, uh, and otherwise the card does fe- seem fairly, if not settled, at least like mostly settled with some likely contenders for some matches. I mean, like I said uh, earlier in the show, I feel like we're likely heading toward uh, Bliss versus Marie, maybe, although Johnny had said maybe not for SummerSlam. Um, 
so yeah, I think the only real variable at this point is the the raw tag titles. But otherwise, you've got Bobby Lashley and Goldberg. You've got the SmackDown side pretty much set with Banks, Belair, Roman, Gold, uh, Roman and John Cena. Uh, the, the the SmackDown tag titles match is set. Edge and Seth Rollins. Uh, the Raw feels a little more open comparatively. Um, well, we, we do have next week as well, and of course, half the time they add like another two or three matches, like the, the day before the pay per view. So, you know, who even knows at this point. Um, Oh, geez. Fernando Fernando saying, trying to get fans to believe that Goldberg can be competitive with Lashley is like trying to convince people that Rey Mysterio could beat the big show in an eating contest. Nando, your, your comments are always top notch. We appreciate you. Um, I mean, well, what is your think of the show? I liked it a lot. Like, I, I granted my thoughts last week, like, I was just so down on, on Raw. On WWE itself, and just I hate to say it, but it's like it was you know between Bray Wyatt getting released, all these things. Um, I thought this tonight was a, a big step in the right direction. With I thought the RK Bro stuff was great. I thought even though some of the matches were repetitive, I thought they were good matches. I thought the promos were good. Like again, Ray, Ray Ripley made good points about Nikki Ash, uh, Charlotte Flair, good promo after she. I should say she ruined. We had we had a match with uh, Nikki Ash and Ray Ripley. Charlotte ruined it, so you know nobody won, and Charlotte said tall. Um, good matches, good promos. I like where we're going for SummerSlam. You know, uh, assuming Bobby Lashley wins, I'm fine with that. Curious to see what happens with bro. So if we're, if we're grading on the raw curve, which, you know, granted, you know, that's, you know, that's biased, but if I'm grading, like, just on, like, that that raw scale, I go this is for, this is, like, a 7.3 for raw, which seems really high. That's just, that's how down I was on the show. I, I thought uh, Orton versus Sage Styles was good. Uh, the Archie Bro stuff was good. All like I was very happy tonight, and more, more. And again, I think I'm, I'm very. I, I might be, you know, lifting that up higher than I might be otherwise. But I liked it a lot, John. What do you think? Go with a six and a half tonight, uh, which was better than what I've given in recent weeks. So like a three and a yeah. quarter, and then a five, and it's getting better. The stories were starting to make sense. I would just like to see them utilize talent a little better, and maybe make it a little bit more entertaining and compelling. Yeah, and I feel like we're getting there. I, I think you know tonight was was that step in the right direction. Uh, I'm hopeful next week will be more the same in that sense, more another step in the right direction, or or a show like we saw tonight. And it feels like some, based on the comments here, definitely you know the, the you guys are agreeing in the comments. Stephen Chambers was six point five. Cool to see Orton back. If you needed that. I would agree. Michael Kent was six point five. Nestor's was an eight. Very high there, but I mean, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Harmon Takaris saying Raw was good. Um, Jeremy Hansel with it was seven. Dave Greyhouse with a six. So, you know, definitely a, a big step uh, in the right direction for the most part. Herman Takara with a six. Nando with a six. DHKCA, kind of a, you know, although, you know, everyone's all entitled to their own opinion, saying worse than last week, giving it a five. Um, you know, not, some people liked last week. Some people, so that means they may not like this week. I mean, again, it's very, it's very subjective. Uh, that is pro wrestling. It's. You know, so some people like it, some people don't on a week-to-week basis, and that's totally fine. Kevin Tate with a 7.2 as well. So for the most part, it seems like we are perhaps back on track just in time for SummerSlam, and that is a very good thing. And Sean's with a 10. My gosh, 10. Um, hey, if you if you like it that much, more power to you. Uh, for me, I know I was pretty happy with it. So, you know, I'm hopeful that this will continue next week. Uh, but regardless, John, if it, whether it's better or not, we'll be here next week to talk about it uh, after – I keep thinking sometimes this weekend, but it's not. It's next. It's twelve days. Twelve days till SummerSlam. So next weekend or next week is the go home show 
for SummerSlam. Johnny will be back here on Tuesday night to talk about WWE NXT. The Diamond Dudes of Attitude cover all things AEW, and they also cover uh, WCW Rewritten for some fun Facebooky stuff. Uh, we've got a great stream of interviews constantly coming to you guys, whether, whether it's Bill Pritchard recently interviewing Matt Cardona, Iron Vade Ring of Honor host slash wrestler Quinn McKay. Make sure to check that out. All these things and more, whether available on our various streaming platforms, whether it's not called Spotify, YouTube, our podcast, whatever, maybe we've got you covered. So, John, unlike last week, it was a lot easier to do the one thing we do uh, here at WrestleZone. And that is what, John? I need you to tell me. Enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.